episode 27 of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by Minute With Mary. So if you still haven't checked out the hashtag Minute With Mary on Facebook, I highly encourage you to because fall is almost here. It kind of is here, but it's 96 degrees. So it doesn't really feel like it, but it's back to school season. And with that come new fall trends. And I'm really excited because I'm going to be having some fall beauty basics events online on Facebook and I want you to find it. So search that hashtag Minute With Mary on Facebook, request to join my marvelous VIPs, and you can also see all the products I offer at MinuteWithMary.com. Season's entire future. Notre Dame. Heisman Trophy. First round draft pick. Rookie of the year. Super Bowl MVP. He sees his dad in the stands as he holds a Super Bowl trophy. His dad's proud of him. Like tears down his eyes. Proud of him. He says, that's my son. That's my son. Pearson's about ready to release. He cocks back. Boom! He's down, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, Pearson's down and he's not getting up. His knee is wrecked. He's not coming back from this one, folks. It is over for Kevin Pearson. Okay, go call your father. Yeah. Find a phone, page him. Go, go, go. Okay, Kate, go. Will he get up? He will. Ladies and gentlemen, he will. He'll get up. Kevin Pearson will walk again just in time to bury his beloved father. That'll keep him down for good this time, right? Nope. Nope, he's he's up again. He's up again and he's he's marrying a terrific girl. He's off to Hollywood and it's a it's a happy ending for Kevin Pearson. Oh whoa, wait, nope, hold on now. He cheats on the girl. Yes, that's right, he loses her. And how's he punished? Well, he, he gets a sitcom and he makes millions, ladies and gentlemen. What will he do with his lucky second chance? Ladies and gentlemen, he'll blow it. That's what he'll do. He blows it all. Surely the universe has to punish him this time, right? Wrong. He gets the girl back. Now he's got the girl back and, and it's a movie this time. And then plop. Oh, there it goes. The same knee. Bam, he's down again. And he tries so hard to be strong and he needs painkillers to get through it. And even when he tries to tell people how pathetic he is, it, they just, they don't hear it. They just cheer. From Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC, so sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, hello, welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name's Blake. And I think that's the longest open we have ever played. I would agree. On This Is Us I 2. I would agree. And I'm okay with it because it takes a, a special open for a special episode. You want to know why it's a yes. special episode, well, oh, my do love? tell why. Because we finally got some... <laughs> we got some horses, we baby. We got some horses. Full on horses. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I think we should act. You know what I think we should do? I think we should rate this by horses for this episode, oh, as a matter no, of fact. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. It's that many horses on, okay. on this. Wow. Uh, this episode it really got me. It probably got me more than, than most. 
um, because I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. I got some serious daddy issues. And I think seeing Kevin struggle with his daddy issues uh, in, in the, 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 the big macro sense is what I really found myself clinging to. Uh, most of you know, actually, we just talked about the last episode, that my mother died when I was 18. And while I can't say that my father died, I can say that since my mother died, my father has not been the same guy. Um, and he has not been, uh, my, my dad was the best dad ever growing up. He was the best kid dad just ever. And anything you ever need was taken care of. He was warm. He was loving. He was, he provided, he, he did everything. But as an adult, he, um, you know, he isn't that I'll just, I'll put it that way. Yeah. I love my dad. I like how careful you're being. <laughs> I love my dad, yeah. and uh, and you know I would do anything for him. And it's not to say that he's a terrible guy. He's not. He's not a terrible guy. He's just he's just not the same mm -hmm. anymore. So it's like that version of my dad, the one that I remember so fondly, the one who I felt most loved by was. Um, it's like he's died a little bit. Um, you know, and I actually just had a conversation with him a couple of days ago where you know. Uh, you know, I work with my dad uh, on, on a on a daily basis, so this is probably not the most healthy environment for me. But uh, he and I had uh, exchanged some some words, uh, and uh, it was not a not a healthy conversation. I don't think. Um, I mean, it was healthy in the, in the fact that you know it was it was good, but it just it was not a it was not a warm conversation between he and I and. You know, ever since I started podcasting with my beautiful wife and ever since we created Mary and Blake Media, my dad just hasn't gotten it and he hasn't shown any interest in it and he just doesn't care. And he just doesn't care about what I do, really. Uh, he just, it is what it is. And all I kept thinking was, uh, as Kevin was saying, I, I, you know, there's my dad. And my dad was my baseball coach. So I, I and he, he was... As a, as a kid growing up, and he was very involved, and you know, I I kind of just want my dad to say that's my son, that's uh, that's my son. I want him to be uh, proud of me, um, and I, you know, I don't know if he is. So uh, uh, that's that's that. Uh, that's how I was relating to him. I just want him to. I want his approval. And as awful and as toxic as that may sound, it's the truth. I just want him to be proud of me. So yeah, that <laughs> you just got wicked deep, man. I I know, and um, if for those like, of you, luckily your dad doesn't even know that we podcast, even though you've told him a million times, he still says. So how are those blogs going? Yeah, what's that blog like there? Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Dad. Appreciate that. We've been friggin' nominated for the podcast awards. Yeah, we just won. We, a we podcast just won. Award, we just yeah. won a, the best of Rhode Island podcast. Like, yeah. yeah, for podcasting. How's that blog? How's that blog going? Yeah, okay, Dad. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't think he'll listen to this. No, he. there is zero chance that he'll listen to this, so I feel comfortable saying it. I mean, hey, you know what? Even if he did listen, whatever. Um, so the title for this one is number one, which refers to the not only nickname that uh, Kevin had as a child because he was the first to come out, but he it's also his football number, which hey. was retired by McKinley High in 
Pittsburgh. The director was Ken Olin, who was the director of The Big Three, The Big Day, Jack Pearson's Son, Moonshadow, A Father's Advice, and Still There. The writer was K.J. Steinberg, who wrote The Best Washing Machine in the World, What Now, and obviously this, number one. So, my darling, your lemonade rating, what do you got? My lemonade rating was a big old five. Mm-hmm, finally, mm-hmm, finally, mm-hmm. I was like, chicka, 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 here we go, here we go, here we go. Horses. Wild horses. <laughs> How about you? Horses, not ponies. Uh, I'm giving this one a big, big old five. It's my favorite number. Um, Because you were born 5-5. Five, five. Yep. Cinco de Mary, <laughs> as opposed to Cinco de Mayo. Um, yeah, a big old five. It was not quite the five plus of Memphis mm-hmm. that I gave it, but it is pretty damn close. It's handily my number two episode of This Is Us without Ooh, an issue. Nice. Without an issue. Um, and the reason why it's not a, a, a five plus is that I felt like it started off a tad lame. Um, but it took a character that I probably cared about least. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, especially with his, what I considered to be a struggle with a, a cliche struggle with pills uh, and made me 100% invested in 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 Kevin. I am mm-hmm. now I am now in. I am all in on Kevin. It took 26 episodes for hey. this to happen. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but I'm all in on it. Um just because, you know, that struggle, that finding out who you are. Yep. What you are um in a world in a world. Uh <laughs> no, but just fig- figuring out who you are, what you, where you belong and when everything that you believe is just turned and flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh it really, it really puts you in places where you don't know, and it puts you in. And if if anybody, any of you out there, listen to our podcast for uh, the leftovers, you you actually heard me talk about my depression, and I actually cried on the podcast, which was not, which was not a uh, 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 <laughs> totally like you know the best look for me. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Um, but you know, just that whole battle, uh, questioning yourself and mm-hmm. realizing. I am no freaking good. I am, and I'm no good, man. I just, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And it, it, so I, I, that's what I loved about yes. this. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like hijacking this you, podcast. You know, it's okay. You've got like a lot of energy right now, which is good. So I let's do. let's dive into the GBGs. All right, what do you got? You feeling good? good? All right. So my good, bad, good, great for this episode. My good, just a, a big shout out needs to go overall in general to the makeup department for uh-huh. this show. You know, our friend Denise had actually uh, was messaging me and she's like, gosh, they just do such a good job aging people, which yes, totally does. But this episode making Kevin look like a piece of poop. Oh yeah, he looked bad. The Listen. sweat and his uh, the bags in his the eyes. The bags, oh. the splotchy skin, the sweat, everything. I was like, wow, you know, this is this is a fine specimen. This is a beautiful man and the makeup department really uglied him up pretty dang well. So just I just need to give my high five. It's like five Liv to Tyler. You, you can't ugly up Liv no, Tyler. No. And man. it's kind of hard to uh, to ugly Kevin up, but yep. they did. Okay. 
Justin um, Hartley is my name. bad. Is that Kevin needs his dad's necklace back? Oh, is yeah. anyone else having heart palpitations about this? Like, <laughs> what can he do? I've been planning out in my mind what I would have done in this situation, like what my game plan would be going forward. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. I really hope he gets that necklace back. I hope that she's like, whatever, and mails it to him because he needs that back stat. Yep. And then my great is Kevin seeing his dad actually giving the speech the speech instead of his coach. Right. You know, he just kind of kept flashing in and out. And to have that moment, you know, we got to have that moment when Randall was tripping <laughs> on the trip <laughs> and he got to talk to his dad. So it was really cool to have like the adult actors together. And I liked having that moment again. Yep. Um, but God, it just gave me all the feels. How about you? What was your what was your GG? GBG. Uh, so I you have a GB, GGB. I have a GGB. And I, I'm famous for, well, not famous, but I, I like doing this on episodes that I really, really like. Yes, you do. Uh, and I do not have a bad. I have a good, great best. I love uh, it. I did the same thing for Memphis. I'm going to do the same thing for this episode. So yeah. my good was that there is actually something very comforting about the storytelling in this episode mm-hmm. uh, where Jack is starting the episode behind the camera. And filming his his yes. children, like taking their first steps, and then the ending of the story is again with Jack behind the camera waiting for number two to take their first steps. It's yeah. it's book ending at its best. It's beautiful, best, right? It's so beautiful. But it's like it's it's comforting. It's like you know that there's a plan here. You know that the the writers and the director are taking care of you. That there's a yep. larger story. Uh, and there's something comforting about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I liked that portion. Agreed. The great was getting Milo and Jack, as you said, my darling, to interact uh, with Kevin. They've they he's interacted with the cast before, and it's always, in my opinion, a major plus. Uh, like you said, they did it with Randall mm-hmm. on the on his mushroom trip in yep. the episode of the trip. Yep. But having him give the coach's speech was so touching, uh, and it was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's I think it's right on tap with who Kevin is. Uh, as a person, uh, his insecurities of it all. It's in it. His insecurity is is not as a football player. It's not as a, the Manny. It's not as a, a good looking man. It's just, it's Kevin Pearson. Yep. It's him dealing with his deepest pain, and it's and he's and he's getting drunk, or he's he's all hopped up on Vicodin or whatever. But I I think it was stunning because Kevin. Yes, he's hugging the coach after the coach gives the mm-hmm. speech, but he's not really hugging him. He's, he's, he's hugging, hugging his dad, his dad. It, like he wish, like he wishes he could yes. with his dad. And yes, I actually really loved this whole portion, and, and I just, I loved it because of what Jack was saying, mm-hmm. you know, or the coach was saying, and the guys of Jack. And I actually, I have, I have it here, and I, I kind of want to play it. Do it. He fought through the adversity and the heartache, and he found success on another path. He is, for all you kids out there, a living, breathing example of outer and inner strength. This kid is tough as hell. Kevin, I know this little award may not be much to you, but for me, who knew you when, knew your father you coming back here to get this award we are all very proud it's nothing short of brilliant right because it's 
everything that he doesn't believe in himself. Mm-hmm. And the only thing he can do is hope that his dad says it about him. Right. And then how so much of that his dad. dad never got to see. Right. You know? Right. Unbelievable. <sighs> Just really great stuff. And the best part, yep. the best part of this whole episode was Ken Olin himself. Quickly becoming one of my favorite directors, not just for This Is Us, but I think in general. Really? Yes, yes, yes. He fracking kills this episode. The whole episode, <laughs> whether it's his use of the camera spinning around Kevin during the coach's speech, mm-hmm. and then and then changing from the coach Duff to Jack's da- uh, to Jack, uh, using the lighting behind, uh, to, well, to blind the viewer as Kevin yep. walks up the stage, just like you're in Kevin's POV. Yep. The whole monologue with an empty football field. Uh, and Kevin and in using both a frenetic handheld camera right close up on Kevin and then juxtaposing that with a steady massive wide shot to show how small and <sighs> empty Kevin really is yes or as silly as it may have been the tension with the cops as Kevin waits in line to oh get gosh. his prescription that was so awkward or or and finally Kevin's pleas to Charlotte about his dad's necklace as he says he needs help on his knees. It was legitimately great television. I yep. mean just hands down. Legitimately Easy. great television. Mm-hmm. So those are my long winded good great and bests. <laughs> you know, you just covered so much of this episode and in this episode was phenomenal. If you if you're listening and you're not necessarily rewatching the the season, getting ready for season three as mm-hmm. it comes on up, I highly recommend that you rewatch this. Oh, one. Go back and watch it. I, I got a feeling that this episode and the next two, which are, are all titled number one, number two, and number three, yep. in my opinion, they're all probably about the three children, mm-hmm. and I think they're all going to be of this quality. Mm-hmm. I think they're all going to have this style. Uh, of writing and directing. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was all the same writers. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Ken Olin directing all three of them. That would be really cool. That would be my guess. Um, but uh, yeah, go back and watch this one. Definitely go back and watch it. I, I, I think it's even better because it takes everything we knew about Kevin as a young kid. Like remember in the pool episode... Uh, where Kevin was yelling at his parents and uh, he was almost drowning. And he was saying, you're so busy making sure that Kate's not eating too much and Randall's not too adopted. And meanwhile, where's Kevin? Oh, guess what? He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and he's not wrong. And as histrionic as that may be, and as funny as that may be, he's not necessarily wrong. And he took that inadequacy that he had as a kid, and when he was in high school, that was his groove, you know? And he built a persona that no one not one person could avoid the, the the jock quarterback who wanted to go to Notre Dame. He put down Pitt, had the prettiest cheerleader uh, in, in the squad, yeah. in, in Sophie. You know, it's um, it's it's a great response to that early child and seeing that arrogant teenager Kevin, um, and how he interacts with his dad. Uh, and then how that later informs his regret about his dad. Mm. I think it's very. I think it's very special. I think it's uh, very special. But even then, introducing a, char- a character like Charlotte, right? Charlotte is the is the classmate where Kevin doesn't even remember oh, her I'm name. So mad about Charlotte! Oh my <laughs> gosh! And and as as cliche as all the other crap that I just said is, you know, mm-hmm. with the quarterback and the and the cheerleader and everything. 
it's much more nuanced than that. It's it's and in Charlotte, the relationship that he has with Charlotte within this particular episode is what gives that uh, strength, what gives mm-hmm. that nuance uh, legitimacy. In that she reveals that even though you know she knew Kevin in high school and he was the the most popular kid on the planet, he was he was Kevin Pearson, right? Yeah. He she reveals to him it's something that he doesn't even remember that he stuck up for her when some guy was getting handsy. So he's not just an idiot jock. He's not just no, no, and that's and that's what's so hard is that I think you know. Granted, he's popular. He's he's seen by people as like everyone wanted to be with you. Everyone wanted to be around you. There is a lot of depth to Kevin, and just right. like you said, you know, he was saying you're paying too much attention to Randall and Kate, and I'm drowning. You know, there's this huge other side, and granted, we haven't seen too much of it. We've seen Kevin with the two girls in the beginning of the series, you know, on his 36th birthday. We've seen Kevin finally learn Mm -hmm. how to be nice with his brother. It's 36 years later, but we finally have gotten it. But I think that this is one of the best things to ever happen to Kevin, which sounds crazy. Yep. Which sounds crazy. But Kevin has always had his pretty face, his good looks to just let him coast. Mm Mm-hmm. And now he's going to have real life things to think about and deal with. Uh, you know, I, I, I praised This Is Us uh, last episode for having uh, a purpose, for having mm-hmm. um, a, a message uh, and something that they don't often get into, which is politics. And for Kevin, you know, Kevin has been a character, I feel like, you know, he doesn't he doesn't get as much hate as... Uh, Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. <laughs> He doesn't. Get, he doesn't get that. No. But I think my feeling about it is that Kevin is not a character that's well loved. Mm-hmm. That's just my my gut telling me that. Agreed. And this episode finally gives us something more than just a pretty boy who gets hooked on Vicodin, who comes back and and gets Sophie. It finally gives us uh, again character work. It gives us that insecure. I don't know where I am. Mm-hmm. Nothing I have done amounts to anything. I screw everything up. And yet somehow I just I keep I keep like failing myself into success. I keep yeah. I, I fail myself into millions of dollars. Uh that that's heavy stuff. Yeah. That is heavy, man. Yeah. And that's not just the the pills talking, in my opinion, right? That that's that's a deep down concern. Yes. Do, do you feel like that? Yes. Speaking about the pills, him getting that uh, notepad to get more pills while he's oh, hanging yeah. out with Charlotte, it whacked me up the head. That once again, Charlotte is a doctor. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, how are you not noticing that this guy is drinking way too much really bad red wine and that he's having <laughs> these sweats and these twitches? Like, how are these medical professionals missing it? But then I remember Sophie lives in a completely different state. Sure, and Charlotte has wanted to bang Kevin. Pearson for what Since 20 years yeah, yeah. yeah so maybe she just thinks whatever it's jet Doesn't lag matter. yeah like I'm I, I'm actually in bed with the Manny yeah. <laughs> I'm in bed with Kevin Pearson the yes. legend like we talked about the legend of Jack Pearson to to oh. to, to Charlotte we're talking about yes. Kevin Pearson you know but what it mean? just bothered me that I'm like you're a doctor I, I like had forgotten until he got that pad and I was like oh my god right she should know better you know I, I, even like the funny thing is, is that nobody in this episode sees Kevin for what he is. He's literally telling people, "I do not deserve this award. Mm-hmm. I don't. This, 
I'm I'm terrible. I'm a terrible person. Yeah. Uh, and and people are still cheering for him. Mm-hmm. Charlotte is still thinking of that that this is Kevin Pearson, the 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 number one, right? And uh, even like the beard that he grows, something that happens naturally. It's something that is probably the only genuine thing is actually capable of doing right now. People keep asking him if it's for a movie, for a role that it's yeah. playing. It's a joke that has gone back to many times. <laughs> and that, in my opinion, is by design. Mm-hmm. It's telling you something. When you repeat something like that, it's giving you a specific message. And in my opinion, that specific message is this. It's as if his depression, which is signified by his beard, is also a role that he is playing for Mm -hmm. these people. Nothing about Kevin, whether it be football or the Manny, is real. Everything about Kevin so far is fleeting. (sighs) And nobody can see that. They just see him as an actor or mm-hmm. they see him you know is just covering it all up and he's not even hiding it like i said he's telling the whole thing he's telling everybody yeah i suck <laughs> but nobody's there because they're just they nobody's listening to him because they're just happy that kevin pearson is there uh it's <laughs> i freaking love this episode yeah you know talking about nobody listening i mean here's kevin going through some i mean he was let's be real in the teenage part where he's wearing the crop top about to meet the the coach from Pitt all this stuff he was a real jerk but what's so tough is that we didn't get any more depth about him actually struggling struggling with the fact that his dad has an abuse problem you know you get you get a more softer side of him though when he is in the hospital and he does get to apologize and tell his dad I'm sorry I acted that way I did write him a letter to the coach but it just sucks because we're seeing this just cocky guy who's the number one jersey, who is number one, but he doesn't get the attention that he wants from his parents. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he struggles with it, but the way it manifests is in two different ways. Yes. One, it's with anger. Yes. When Jack says, I was embarrassed by you. Like, you know, like when your dad or your mom says that, mm-hmm. I, I, you embarrassed me. That sucks to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. But Kevin's response was, yeah, I know the feeling well. Oh, man, that must have cut Jack. And then when Jack's like, get out of my face. Wait, no, get back here. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that. I loved that. Um, And and I am so scared of having teenage kids, by the way. This episode made me go, oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have to do this. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm not ready for it either. I want my kid to stay like kindergarten, first grade age. I think that's going to be great for me. Um, And then the other way that I think he... It, it, it this feeling manifests itself is I think there there are two different ways. One, he's he realizes that he's no longer gonna play football and he realizes, holy crap, maybe if I apologize, mm-hmm. all of this will go away mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I can play for Pitt. I don't yes. care. Yes. And the other way too is when he sees his dad kneeling oh. and praying on the phone. Well, after hanging up the phone. What was your take on that? Do you think Kevin was looking at it like with pity or do you think Kevin was looking at it with simp- or empathy or do you think Kevin was looking at it like anger, like you're... Anger. Really? I think I, I was seeing it as anger because Kevin's superhero isn't a superhero. And I think that this has been a really hard thing for Kevin to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. And um, this Kevin has always wanted to be just like his dad. Sure. And now he's seeing something that he definitely doesn't want to be. And his superhero 
is not perfect. And I think it's really messed him up. Yep. I can attest to that. I can definitely say <laughs> that superheroes do have a tendency to mess you up. Um, and the funny thing is, is that when Kevin uh, sees his dad, and perhaps you're right, my darling, maybe he's looking at it with anger. Mm-hmm. My read on it was he felt bad. Okay, uh, yeah. My read on it was that he felt bad for his dad, number one, but he also felt bad for how he himself has treated his dad, mm-hmm. given his dad's struggles, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I found it extremely poignant that they, I don't, and I don't know if this was scripted, perhaps it was, uh, but I found it extremely poignant that even though uh, Kevin is angry or feeling bad for his dad, whatever it is, when his dad is praying on his knees, the his episode essentially ends with Kevin on Charlotte's lawn on his knees Ooh. saying, I'm in pain. I just need someone to help me. Oh my gosh. Look at that. Right, right. I just need someone to help. Can someone please help me? Uh, because Jack's necklace is more important to Kevin than anything in yep. this world. And then that's okay. Um, because, you know, it, I, I think this delivered, this this portion, I almost played this portion. Um, this portion of the episode delivered on both uh, sets of timelines. Mm-hmm. It delivered on the cockiness of Kevin when he was a teenager, but it also delivered on the insecurity of Kevin as he's an adult. Yeah. Because again, like you said, like I said, Jack's necklace is more important to him than anything, more important than getting laid, more important than his pride, his dignity, anything. Mm-hmm. He, But he devolves in the same place. But instead of praying with a purpose to a, a single God or to and praying with a purpose like Jack did to yeah. God, Kevin prays for anything or to anyone. Mm-hmm. I just need someone to help me. Oh. It's out of desperation as opposed to purpose. Can we just say a little something about that necklace, by the way? Oh, of course, yeah. Jack saying that the necklace got him out of a bad situation mm-hmm. in Vietnam. Right. What do you think where, that means? Where he was hopeless. Uh, my guess is that mm-hmm. his brother died. Yep. And he Jack didn't know what to do. Yep. And somebody, perhaps maybe a, uh, I would, hmm, my guess is that a local mm-hmm. gave it to Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be that. That's that's my guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, you know, I, that was probably one of my hot takes. So thank you very much for ruining that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm, I'm just playing. And then the other thing we have to talk about is the bomb that is dropped on us at the end when Kevin finally goes to Randall's. I don't know right. how he got there. He got some kind of an Uber, shows up all sweaty, all mess, and Randall tells him, it's okay, man, I know. Kate lost the baby. Right. Oh. Which I think plays into Kevin's insecurity and, and what we've been watching with Kevin so far, meaning this, as if it were a cruel joke, Right. We finally get to a point where Kevin has reached his his breaking point. He realizes, holy crap, it, it, the, it cuts from Kevin saying on the lawn, I need someone to help me, to Kevin knocking on the door, and there's Randall, and sa- Kevin saying, I need to tell you something. But 
like it has happened for most of his life, his feelings and his experience are kind of pushed to the side in favor of one of the other two kids. Yeah. So who do you think is going to take care of Kevin? Someone has to do it. Right. I, hmm, it has to be Randall, in my opinion. Okay, yeah, I agree. It has to be Randall because that's what Kevin... Or Miggy. Uh, <laughs> maybe. You know what? Maybe. Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. It's possible. I'd be down with Miggy coming in. I think it'd be great for, for Miggy to do that with Kevin. Pigs in a blanket. <laughs> All the pigs in the blanket. All the pigs. I think it'd be, actually, you know, I think that'd be thematically great for, for Miggy to come in and do Miggy that. Miggy and Randall. Um, but no, specifically <laughs> Miggy because, you know, it's Jack's best friend coming in and and they finally had somewhat of a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would be as if, like, Miggy was helping Jack with his, with his addiction, so on and so forth. But I think, man, sweetheart, you might be writing a better show. You might be writing a better show. <laughs> well, okay. I'm down with Miggy. I'm down with Randall. I'm down with Kevin being at Randall's for a while because his relationship with his nieces is one of my favorite Right. I totally relationships. Agree. And then having Deja there too will, will oh, be one of those oh, things. Me, yep. I think that'll be something as well. Yep. Uh, it has to be Randall because that's, again, what Randall did for, well, Kevin did for Randall when yep. Randall was at his most worst. Right. But I also feel like too that Kate might be in there. I think she might be coming back from Cal. She might be there with, uh, with Kevin and Randall coming from we'll California. Find out. I, it'll be interesting. I mean, she did lose the baby, right? I know. I know. Oh gosh, I can't even. All right, let's. Like, that's that's it's crazy talk. But I, you know, it might happen. Let's it, go to Puzzle Watch 2018. Uh, okay. So, do we have a sound effect for this? We don't have a, a sound effect for it. Uh, we need one. I think we probably should, but what, what's Next it going to be? Next time, we'll find one. Okay, fine, we'll find one. Anyway, uh, this isn't this isn't a huge puzzle watch 2018, but I think it's important to note. Uh, you know, it, Jack does give the necklace to Kevin bef- right when he breaks his leg, obviously. Okay. But we've also seen that Kevin is able to get up uh, mm-hmm. and. Uh, possibly be healthy mm-hmm. with his with his knee because even in the the clip here he says oh he'll recover he'll he'll walk again ladies and gentlemen only in time for his beloved father to pass away uh, so i wonder if the cast comes off by the time okay um i feel like we had seen a shot of him at the funeral right but i don't think we saw a cast i, I think we've know. only seen his face because we did see a shot of him in the funeral in this episode as a matter of fact okay as he's having that extraordinarily amazing fantastically edited scene with him being alone on this football field yeah yep. and, and notice that the football field it, it's dark out but it's well lit, lit yes. um but also it's empty where kevin found his greatest dreams and his greatest mm-hmm. accomplishments in his opinion yeah it's all an empty field yeah so it's it, and that that scene almost it, it bordered almost hokey but with Justin, oh, Hart, it was, but with Justin yeah. Hartley's performance and the way that they edited it, it's amazing. Uh, it was spectacular. It was amazing. My darling, do you uh, have any uh, so hot, the puzzle, hot takes? Tell me again. Explain Puzzle Watch again. Uh, putting together the puzzle of Jack's death. Oh, if there's yes, more clues. I have one. Okay, what do you got for Puzzle Watch? Or, or do you? Um, or do you have the fuse box or the cert? Why is the electricity out and all those candles? Oh, excellent! Because can't that cause fires? I don't really know. Yeah, the fuse box. If 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 those things are like the breakers, right? Yeah, it's not fuses anymore. It's breakers. If the breakers don't pop, 
then there's an issue because so then it could start if, like, an electrical candle fire. candle usage because of the things are going out or oh. if the breakers. Yes, yes, yes. Bam. I'm so nervous. A winner. Absolutely. I am Great so nervous. If, it, if the lights go out in another episode... That's going to be it. Great job. Oh, thank you. That is an excellent Puzzle Watch 2018 right there. When wow. lights go out and there's not like anything attached to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like, yeah. Why, like, why is it consistently shorting? Like, this is obviously a thing. So that's, I'm just a little nervous. If the lights go out again, I'm going to be like, crap, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's possible. Okay. So how about you? Uh, well, my, my hot take. Uh, well, we have to do a yeah, hot take. Okay. Hot take. All right, hold on. Oh, see, this one has a sound effect. Yes, it does. At some point, I'll understand how our podcast works. <laughs> <laughs> we were only 27 episodes you know, into it, Marvin. NBD. NBD. <laughs> All right, so you got a hot take of the week? Nope. I, no, <laughs> All I that build up for nothing. I don't understand the difference between a hot take and a puzzle watch. What's a hot, is a hot take not about death, like like playing out something that's Yeah, it not could be anything. It, oh, a hot okay. take is like, hey, man, it's just like... Oh, I want Kevin to hang out with Randall and have a great time with his nieces. <laughs> okay. All right. That, that That's not necessarily a hot take, oh. but that's more of a desire. Okay. <laughs> and Mickey. A hot take a hot take would be a prediction. Oh, I don't really I'm not very good at that. You can you can take it over. Take it over. <sighs> okay, the hot take for me, uh this this series of episodes will absolutely play out like a puzzle. I think we're going to see the interactions, all of these interactions between each of the characters. For example, I think we're going to see why Toby and Kate are calling Kevin. Mm-hmm. Now, eventually we know that Kate loses the baby. Perhaps it is because she has lost the baby. But I I don't know. It but it just it I think we're going to see that uh layered on top yep. of each other, yep. right? I think we're going to see how Randall will be made aware of how the baby was lost. But I also (gasps) think that these episodes will all take place at the same time period during, I think, both the flashbacks and the present time. So like we see Kate with the dog cleaning up pee, right? Yes. I think we're going to see why she's doing that. I think we're going to see... hate dog pee. I I think we're going to see the Kate and... Uh, Rebecca interactions in the stands as Kevin gets hurt. I think Very cool. I think we're going to see. Uh, I think we're going to see the disappointment in Randall when he has to come back from college with his dad to go visit Kevin in the hospital. <laughs> oh no, you're right. I think we're going to see all of that, and all uh, of it. I think that's how these three episodes are going to play out. My darling, are you ready to close yes, this? I am. Are you ready to close this bad boy out? Yep. All right, you know, everybody, I apologize for having so much energy during this podcast, and I also apologize for getting a little emotionally deep at the you beginning. You should also apologize for swearing. I did swear once. <laughs> That's how much energy I had. Let's put it that way. Uh, so, all right, everybody, thank you so much. Let's close this bad boy out. Guys, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. We're officially less than a month away from season three of This Is Us. So do us a favor. Right now, get your phone, if you're not driving, and screenshot it so you can share that in your Facebook stories, in your Instagram stories, or even better yet, give us a shout out in one of your statuses and let people know, hey, you like This Is Us? Check out This Is Us too. Another great thing you can do is leave us an iTunes review. Moneyball1 said, I'm fast becoming a Marion Blake fan. I listen to their Outlander podcast and I'm so so happy that they chose This Is Us. 
I probably wouldn't have watched it without them. Hurry up and catch up, guys. We are on the way to do that, my friend. We're rocking and rolling. So, guys, thank you so much for tagging along with us, for crying with us, for laughing with us. But for now, my name's Mary. Especially me. (laughs) All the crying. Sorry. You're Mary. Mary. My name's Blake. And this is us, too.